2: Welcome to CBS Audio's Eye on Veterans. I'm your host, Phil Briggs. I'm a Navy veteran, and every week I get a chance to look at the issues of the day through the eyes of my fellow military vets. My goal every week is simple: bring you something informative and something that will inspire the hell out of you. This is the news and stories about the veteran lifestyle. This is Eye on Veterans. Today we're going to hear from Jon Stewart and others who recently came to D.C. to fight for veterans.
3: A place where the ground oozed black goo and the air hung heavy plastic and ashen. Standing water changed colors throughout the day. Yellow cake uranium gathered in radioactive clumps like poison ore. The burn pits sent black smoke and soot like malevolent snow that clung to our skin and our clothes and our tents and our lungs. And it is killing us now. But if you have a toxic wound,
1: they don't know what to do with you. And you spend your time when you come back home, basically as a defendant in a trial
4: for your own healthcare. Daniel Summers, a veteran who lost his battle to toxic exposure, wrote this note before taking his life. My body has become nothing but a cage, a source of pain. This is about taking care of our heroes in uniform and saving veterans' lives. The presumptive benefits for warfighters exposed to burn pits and other toxins act would
5: do just that. Here's the two biggest arguments we're going to get from the Senate and the Congress. The science, which is easily disputable, and then how are we going to pay for it? You know, go f*** yourself. you got marble hallways in Congress and the Senate. I don't want to hear how you're going to pay for it.
6: This is the cost of war. This is what it costs.
2: On a brisk April day in Washington, D.C., veterans, activists, members of Congress gathered at the VFW headquarters to take a stand. Together, they're standing up for veterans who are suffering and dying. Dying from toxins that were in the air, in the ground, and in the water where they served. And I recently had a chance to talk with a woman who is not only outspoken about the VA and Congress's failure to help our vets, but she's leading the charge to make a difference and save lives. A force to be reckoned with? Rosie Torres, Burn Pits 360 Executive Director. How the heck are you?
7: Hey, um, just trying to gather myself here after that awesome press
2: conference uh, last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was so good to have you here in my backyard in Washington, D.C., and of course you were here along with uh, celebrity activist John Stewart, and uh, together, along with other folks, you were drumming up support for the Presumptive Benefits for Warfighters Act. So share with me real quick as we start this, what is H.R. 8261? What is the purpose of Presumptive Benefits for Warfighters Act from your vantage point?
7: Yeah, from my point, you know, it's taking the, uh, the burden of proof off, off the family, off the veteran. And I'll give you an example. Uh, there's a, of course, we were su- successful with this case, but there's a gentleman whose video we pushed out a few, about, probably about two weeks ago. It didn't take long. Um, but this gentleman who's dying of a glioblastoma reached out to us asking, not him, his wife, of course, but, Really begging for help, right? Uh, To figure out a way to grant him presumption before he dies. He's on hospice. Um, So her biggest uh, heartache was that she had to spend time in his last days, uh, searching for proof, whether through a nexus letter from a clinician or a buddy statement from his, you know, brothers and sisters who served with him. She said, "I, I would much rather be. Spending every last minute and moment with my husband and not out there trying to be a lawyer, a researcher, an, an advocate. So for us, that truly, like, defines uh, the purpose and the importance behind the warfighter bill. It, it's, it's stories like that that really put an emphasis on why this bill and not the others.
5: Is
2: it the medical care that they can't get or are, is it the monetary benefits that they are owed? because they got sick in service to our country?
7: I think it's both. I mean, I think that here we are, probably a little over more than 10 years past the registry being published, and and us working hard to get that published, but here we are still like a decade later, still trying to figure out how to educate physicians, uh, how to facilitate specialized healthcare, there's no presumption. There's not a lot of things going on. There's denial of... There's a delay and deny tactic in both sides, not just BBA, but BHA, right? The fact that we don't have anything in place as far as specialized health care, and then we don't have anything in place to grant the survivors or the veterans presumption of benefits, compensation benefits for, for their cancers, for their leukemias, for their autoimmune diseases, and so forth.
2: Amen. I I've been dying to ask you this since I did the interview uh, months ago. But I spoke with a doctor from the Veterans Health Administration, and uh, she was trying to drum up support for the burn pit registry, trying to get veterans to sign up for it so that they can be continue their research. And I pushed and pushed and pushed her. Let me play for you a clip of my interview with Dr. Patricia Hastings from the episode entitled "Sick Burn" from back in February or why is it that the va is still trying to demand more scientific research isn't the research already in don't we know the connections you just spoke of about the cancers being caused by these exposures
8: so if you look at only the ones that have a respiratory issue associated with them we actually approve over 66 percent of those claims um in answer to your other question not all the science is in, but you're absolutely correct. We need to to get answers for veterans. And in fact, the most recent National Academy of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine report that came out in September of 2020 did not find any diagnoses that um, could be attributed to the airborne hazards and open burn pit exposures. That seems counterintuitive even to me. So uh, at this point in time, my office is looking further at more of the science to say, you know, how do we get to a definitive answer?
2: So about a week after that interview, I got a card and a nice note from her. And um, she mailed me this book. And I mean, I'm going to put it down so you can hear the book. That's a heavy book.
7: I probably have a copy of it, yeah.
2: <laughs> the Consensus Study Report from the National Academies of Science, Engineering, and Medicine. Do we need <laughs> this damn study? Do we need it?
7: Oh, no, absolutely not. I mean, I think there's two, there's, there's two things here. Uh, do we need more research to prove that inhaling toxic chemicals uh, are toxic and harmful and can kill people? Uh, no, we don't. <laughs> Absolutely not. I think we have that science, and uh, I'll tell you why. If, if, when we did a Freedom of Information Act to find out how many burn pit claims have been approved, how many have been denied, there were 2,360 approved. So, to me, it's common sense, it's 2,360 medical opinions of doctors who believe that there's a connection. So, it, is there science? There has to be. To me, we don't need another study. now. We may need research, like the nine eleven, ongoing research, right, to add diseases as time passes. That's fine. I, I'm not. I'm not against having research uh, to bring new illnesses and add new diseases to the list of presumptions we're establishing. But I, I don't. I think it's ridiculous for them to continue to to use that as a weapon against veterans. It's it's pretty disgusting.
2: Yeah. It shouldn't be that way. If I go to the doctor with a broken arm, they treat the damn broken arm. I don't have to prove I fell out of a tree.
7: Right. That's right. All right. Yeah, that's exactly right.
2: Now coming up, we'll hear some of the incredible speakers that attended the press conference to support the presumptive benefits for Warfighters Act.
1: You know, if we want to honor those that serve this country, we can't just honor them during their time of service, that, that honoring them means taking care of them. You can't support the troops and then abandon them when the troops need support. And I think that's what we're all doing here today.
2: That's ahead when CBS Ion on Veterans returns. Welcome back to Eye on Veterans. I'm Navy veteran and reporter for ConnectingVets.com, Phil Briggs. Now our guest this hour is Rosie Torres, the founder and executive director of Burn Pits 360. And we're talking about their recent press conference that they held in Washington, D.C. to support the Presumptive Benefits for Warfighters Act. It's a bill she's worked hard to bring to Congress. And it's probably the most important piece of legislation that will affect veterans today. Let's get to the press conference. Of course, you were there. You teamed up with our friends at Grunt Style. Love that veteran brand. Uh, they streamed it on their Facebook page live. Um, talk to me about a little bit about the press conference. What speakers really spoke to you? Because there were moments there that had some lights-out quotes, and I'm going to be sharing them on this show. But uh, who really moved you during that press conference?
7: I mean, you know, Senator Gillibrand knocked it knocked it out of the park. You know, her experience with the 9-11 community, I feel like in her speech, it really resonated. It, it resonated with, with the people there uh, with America, hopefully, because she was there to be part of that whole process to get uh, benefits for the whole 9/11 community.
2: These are a few clips of her speaking at that press conference, and she's being introduced by John Feel, the founder and the president of the Feel Good Foundation, and a former 9/11 first responder, firefighter, and an advocate that frequently has stood alongside John Stewart in their fight
5: benefits this woman is a stalker but she's a good stalker and she cares and um i've seen her work behind closed doors in public and in her personal life i've got to share two state of the unions with her and um i'm humbled that she calls me her friend senator Gillibrand.
6: exposed to toxic chemicals and burning plastics and electronics on a base or a K2 is now suffering with thyroid problems, cancers, and being denied coverage by the VA that is supposed to care for them. No fighting for their lives, jumping through hoops, hiring doctors, hiring lawyers, paying for experts. It's not their job. They did their job. They served our country. Our veterans coming home from war only have to start a new battle with the VA for the care and benefits they've earned. And eight out of 10 times, eight out of 10 times, they are denied that coverage. It's not just a healthcare crisis. This is a moral outrage. Everyone in this country should be outraged as if it happened to your father or your mother or sister or brother. It should be a shared outrage because the truth is this isn't just a failure of responsibility. It's a dereliction of our duty. We tell these men and women who go to war for us, who stand tall for our values, who sacrifice everything for this country, that when you come home, we have your back. Well, we don't. We don't have their back. We make them beg for the healthcare that is owed, that is due, that is needed to survive. And for those who say it is too expensive, you gotta be kidding me. This is the cost of war. This is what it costs.
7: You know, I feel like those are true patriots, people in Congress that are willing to do the right thing. They're there for us. It's like she's reminding us, we're here for you. You elected us into office. So let's do the right thing. It's common sense. So yes, I think Senator Gilbert did amazing. Of course, you know, I think Leroy brought that whole side of the issue where, you know, sharing the fact that he had a shotgun in his mouth really painted a, a picture of taking people there. To what these veterans are facing, right? Um, not just as my husband, but as as a as a soldier, as a veteran uh, who's been going through this whole issue of the decline of health, the loss of jobs, the discrimination, all those things. Like not not just as his wife, but as a person, I was able to really hear that.
4: In August of 2010, my state police employer sent me home and advised me that I could not return to work due to. The fear of my unknown symptoms being contagious i was not allowed to return to work until i had answers or a diagnosis in 2007 i was ordered to deploy to iraq for one year since then i still continue to seek specialized health care attempting to seek answers and health care from dod and va healthcare systems i faced a system of misdiagnosis and denial my respiratory issues were diagnosed as anxiety only to be later diagnosed as the irreversible lung disease constrictive bronchiolitis. In 2018, I was diagnosed with a toxic brain injury due to toxic exposure as well, consequently affecting my cognitive abilities. My wife and I traveled the US leaving our children behind in search of medical answers and specialized healthcare. We realized that the only way to ensure no other family was served by delay and denial was to form an organization that would educate and empower others affected by war that followed us home. The challenges have grown, yet our will to advocate for those dealing with invisible wounds also increases. In 2016, I attempted to end my life with a shotgun to my face. After enduring much pain from chronic cluster headaches and compound loss from delay and denial, and the financial downfall from losing two careers. It is by God's grace
7: that I am standing before you today that my life was spared. I think that was powerful for America to understand that this isn't just about compensation. This is about people not wanting to have uh, lost their careers at such a young age because uh, because of these health issues that are now coming up, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then I think Mark Jackson, you know, he really knocked it out of the park.
3: Just as those brave men and women who rushed to Ground Zero on 9-11 are first responders. And just like my K2, brothers and sisters are first responders. Our boots were on that toxic ground weeks after the 9-11 attacks. And we are all sick, dying, or dead because of it. K2 was among the first of many toxic places the U.S. government sent us in those terrible, violent days following 9-11 a place where the ground oozed black goo and the air hung heavy plastic and ashen. Standing water changed colors throughout the day. Yellow cake uranium gathered in radioactive clumps like poison ore. The burn pits sent black smoke and soot like malevolent snow that clung to our skin and our clothes and our tents and our lungs. And it is killing us now, sure as any bullet, a bullet that steals our last breath and shadows our bodies from the inside out. My doctor says I have the bones of an 80-year-old woman. I'm 43 years old. And like any contagious old woman, I have nothing to lose in speaking my mind. I have nothing to lose in demanding action. I have nothing to lose in seeing the VA's promises and vague platitudes for the vacuous drivel they are. Of all the things we have, time is not an infrastructure. You can build your roads and bridges on our backs with the freedom we guaranteed with our blood. And if you wait long enough, it's free. Do not take us for fools. So, Senators, congressmen, Mr. Stewart, let's go full on Thumblin' Louise. All gas, no brakes, <laughs> yeah. over the cliff, together. Thank you, Mr. Stewart. Fe-
7: And again, John and John did amazing. John and John, I feel like they bring it all back at the end and in the, in the beginning. You know, there's a strategy to our madness, but <laughs> they know how to um, they know how to do what they do. You know, and we couldn't do it without them.
5: But damn, for those that have
1: fought and defended and served this country, for them to come home and have to fight against the very government that they volunteered to defend is immoral. It's unconscionable and it's easily remedied and they don't need to be put through another bureaucratic process and another clerical process they don't need another study to determine whether or not it might not be that healthy to burn everything in sight 24 hours a day seven days a week next to where you're sleeping we know it because you're not allowed to do it in the United States of America. But if you serve overseas and you come home, or you serve in general and you've been exposed to toxic uh, uh, waste or any of those things, it's a battle. Still got Vietnam War veterans fighting to get diseases covered for Agent Orange. This has to stop.
2: Now, I did talk with some of the guests there, and I have heard it said that they may need to merge this bill. Again, the Presumptive Benefits for Warfighters Act, H.R. 8261, that they may need to merge it with other pieces of legislation, because while the presumptive bill that you're sponsoring and that you're pushing, you know, presumes that veterans are exposed and need to be. Not only treated, but need to be compensated. But then there's other bills floating out there, like the Team Act from Senator Tillis in North Carolina, or more recently, uh, the Covenant Act uh, from Representative Lurias (laughs) in Virginia. All those, all those other people's bills, team and covenant, you know, they're made from uh, good intentions. And they want to also help veterans. But when when you get to merging bills, this is where, like, blah, it gets boring and dull. And most people can't even have the attention span to figure out how Congress works, much less how bills get merged. But what's your thoughts on merging other bills with yours? Are you for it? Does it sound like a good idea? Or does it sound like it's just going to ruin what you're trying to do?
7: I mean, look, I, I, all I can say is that however we get to presumption. Um as long as, you know, if that's not on the table for us, we're not gonna negotiate the presumption part or the part uh, or the the provision that allows us to add new diseases. Like as long as our bill stays intact, and if they want to add, I don't know, some kind of special health care uh, provision to that, I'm okay with it. That's me. Um, but I, again, I'm not at all, or ever will be, okay with negotiating and taking any part of the warfighter bill out. Like, I, 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 I... It's the reason why we sort of went off on our own to do our own thing with John and John, is that we believe, he believes, they believe that this is the way to go. Now, again, like you, I don't work in Washington. I don't know what it takes to, uh, you know get to that point where they they either have to decide as the chair of the HVAC or SVAC, the House Veteran Affairs, the Senate Veteran Affairs, um, I don't know how they get there, but if it means that we have to negotiate with ourselves and compromise, I'm not open for, for removing any part of Warfighter. That's what I can say.
2: Amen. Now let's click pause on my conversation with Rosie for just a second and look at the timeline. When exactly can this bill become a law? When exactly will Congress get its butt kicked into submission and start forcing the VA to not only give the medical coverage that these veterans sick from their toxic exposures deserve, but start but start doling out the benefits that they've earned? And I recently spoke with John Feel, the founder and the president of the Feel Good Foundation, but most noted for his work to pass very similar legislation for the firefighters who were affected on 9/11, John knows because he was one of those first responders. And as you're about to hear in my conversation with him, he also knows how to get things done in Congress because <laughs> he doesn't mix words.
5: I'm telling, I'm telling you that either September 11th or November 11th, they're going to use it as a backdrop to get this bill passed. Huh? Yes,
2: sir. Okay. You'll see. Because you, because you think we still have, like, every year you get that anniversary, you get that chance to have those optics. Well, here's and then... the other thing.
5: Take everything out of the equation. Members of Congress, John Field, John Stiller, whatever. You got the 20-year anniversary of 9-11. It is the perfect backdrop. We could do and say whatever the fuck we want as we get closer to the 9-11 anniversary, and they can't do anything to stop us.
7: Hmm. <laughs> yeah.
5: no, right. No, I mean, yeah. it's... You know, and a lot of these guys that joined the military joined the military because of what? Yeah. 9 11. Exactly. Exactly. Right? And the last time I checked, all of these burn pits that they were burning everywhere all over the world, it's illegal to do it in the United States. The Clean Care Act of 1971 by the EPA says you're not allowed to have burn pits in the United States. So. If you can't have them in the burn pits in the United States because it will cause illnesses, why the f think you could do it somewhere else in Afghanistan or Iraq or f- Northern Africa or somewhere?
2: Right, right. Right.
5: Right. The is different, that you know, those chemicals are different. <laughs> oh, yeah. And yeah. for that doctor who I'd love to get on the phone with to say that the 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 science is inconclusive well, it is inconclusive. But for her to say that the science is there is a joke. Because NIOSH, who administrates the World Trade Center Health Program, has already proved that the science is there. And NIOSH works for the CDC, who works for the Secretary of Health, who works for the president. And at that time, it was a Republican president. So, the science is there. And again, burn pits, they burnt everything, right? But what did they use to start the fires with? Their accelerator was jet fuel. Jet fuel was the number one denominator in the 9-11 community when the towers were hit by the planes and everybody got sick with cancer. So, again, if I had to argue with somebody in public, um, we worked there, we slept there, we went to the bathroom there, we ate there, we cried there. Same thing with the military. They started those burn pits and they played Army there. Yeah, yeah. Or Marines. Yeah, yeah. The absorption through the nose, mouth, and skin... I don't give a f if you have 12 years of college or 42 years of college or six months of college. The absorption through the nose, mouth, and skin of these chemicals and these toxins is what's killing people. That's fact. That is fact. Yeah. <laughs> so let me
2: just ask you real quick before I let you go because I love talking to you, brother. There are so many people I know that stand up and say the right thing. And when the cameras are on, everybody wants to be the nice guy and show that they support the troops. But is there an, is there somebody out there that we need to call out? Someone that's going to get in the way of this bill?
5: There is going to be an enemy. There's going to be a Rand Paul. There's going to be a Mike Lee. Uh, these are people that are going to cherry pick when they want to be a fiscal conservative. But, you know, when they were passing a $1.9 trillion tax cut with no pay for everybody's was like, yeah, great, let's do it. Now, you know... You know, between the $1.9 trillion tax cut and, and bailing out the American people twice, they spent more money in the last two years, in the two administrations, than they did in the last two decades. That's amazing. So for us to throw a bill on them, and for any... Here's the two biggest arguments we're going to get from the Senate and the Congress. The science, which is easily disputable, and then how are we going to pay for it? You know yourself. you got marble hallways in Congress and the Senate. I don't want to hear how you're going to pay for it.
2: Now, if that wasn't forceful enough, John asked me to stay on the phone.
5: Leave it on. I'm going to give you something.
2: Oh, yeah. Fire when ready, Captain.
5: Yeah, listen. We have money to train these people. We have billions of dollars to train men and women to go to combat. We should have the same amount of money for when they come home after they lose a limb or when they have a brain injury or whether they're burning from the inside out from the toxic aftermath of burn For anybody to say that there's no money to treat these men and women is an insult. For people like you and me, and everybody that's listening to this, we have to get out of the bad habit of saying, thank you for your service. And while we don't say it maliciously, it's shallow to those who have served. It might give somebody a little pep in their step once in a while but it's not going to alleviate the pain and suffering of them and their family. We need to do better. And America, uh, while we're trying to get legislation passed, we want to change the environment and the culture of how the VA treats these men and women. So when somebody comes back from combat and is sick and dying because they were lied to and they have to become their own doctor, lawyer, and advocate, just to be seen and to be heard, that's unacceptable. We need to start saying, what can I do to help you? What can I do to alleviate the pain and suffering that it was caused? And until we start doing that, we fail. And um, I'm hell-bent on achieving that. Because Congress or the Senate, the Pope or the President, I don't give a <laughs> You have a responsibility to help. You don't help. And you don't you're not supposed to be holding office.
2: Welcome back to Ion Veterans. I'm Navy veteran Phil Briggs, and before we end our discussion about the toxic exposures that are slowly killing veterans, we asked Burn Pit's 360 founder Rosie Torres, what's next? What if Congress doesn't pass the Presumptive Benefits for Warfighters Act by September 11th? What do we do then? Is there a way that we could possibly get the Foo Fighters, you and me and Jon Stewart to stand on the Capitol Hill (laughs) stairs and raise the big middle finger and say that while they're claiming mission accomplished, we are now withdrawing from (laughs) Afghanistan, that they have in the process screwed every single person they're thanking for their service?
7: Absolutely. I mean, and, I, and, and we talked about that. Where like, I think right before, uh, you know, everything happened around the Capitol, the plan was that, you know, we we're going to use John Phil's strategy of creating these uh, military named groups. I think Alpha, Delta, he had all these strategies already laid out. We're going to bring in Grunt Style and all these other amazing people to mobilize a group, a huge group of veterans. To the steps of Washington, uh, you know, to do what the nine eleven people did, but then COVID happened and all our plans are ruined. But yeah, (laughs) absolutely. I mean, you know, we talk to these families every day. We talk to the children, to the wives, to the survivors, and you know, it's 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 not Republican or Democrat for us. This is the American thing to do. This is the right thing to do. It's the moral thing to do, and so that's why we don't uh, negotiate, right? We're just like, look the end of the day, we cannot go to Gina Cantolino, who was on CNN with with John. We can't go to uh, uh, the Howard family, uh, Jason's wife, Jen, and tell them that, oh, guess what? We came up with nothing. So we're just not going to do it, you know. So, yeah, absolutely. Let's get let's get it done. Let's go to the steps of Congress and and, you know, get these people to to sign the bill, to co-sponsor the bill.
2: Right on. And I just throw that out there, too, because I'm a big Foo Fighters fan. So Dave Grohl, if you're listening, Dave, if you're listening, brother, I would love to host you. Uh, You can stay at my house. And uh, honestly, uh, I would love to do that because, uh, yeah, I believe in this so passionately. And 9-11, you know, the 20th anniversary of the war that changed all of our lives uh, would be the perfect backdrop to show that they're doing the right thing. Let's bring it full circle now. Can
7: I say one thing before that, though? Can I say one thing before we step into the next step? Oh, go um, ahead. Holler. You know, uh, Spike, Lee's, Spike Lee's doing a 9-11 documentary, and he's tying he's bringing in burn pits into, into the documentary that I think will be featured on around the 9-11 20th anniversary. So we were able to meet him, and I share this with you because I really want people to be on the lookout for this documentary. I don't know the name of it yet. I just know that... That we were part of it um but uh just to kind of let people know like be ready uh that that you know to know that other there are other great patriots that are willing to let their their platform and so it's an honor to meet him an honor honor to be part of that documentary but the great thing is that he's tying the to two together and, and that's going to be amazing
2: to which i'll just say damn spike lee wow that's <laughs> awesome that is yeah. awesome rosie yeah. wow you, like you couldn't just get a little guy. You had to go just all the way and get one of the greatest filmmakers of all time. I love it. Let's chat real quick about what we can do until then. Uh, this is where my eyes sort of glaze over. Cause I don't understand policy. I don't work on the Hill. I don't know how it all works, but I am a guy that cares and loves you and loves this cause and loves my fellow war fighters. What do people do? Do we get on the phones? Do we get on the emails? Like, like when, the, when people say, call your Congressman, like I don't know what what, does that legit mean? Tell the person whomever answers the phone that you need to speak to the actual Congress person or that you're just calling to be heard. Like, how does that work? How do we get Congress people to hear us?
7: Number one, you don't have to be a veteran to call your member or you don't have to be personally affected by it to, to be part of the movement. The best thing to do is go to this website, warfighter2021.com. And, um, It'll give you the option to find everything and anything there is to know about this bill. Um, you know, when, when John joined us, uh, him and John decided that, again, we would take the blueprint of 9-11 and, and sort of copy everything they did surrounding their bill, and that's exactly what we're doing, and that's what Warfighter2021.com is about. It'll give them the option to contact their member directly on the website. Um, but aside from that, yes, I mean, if you're someone's neighbor who served, if someone at your church has served, whatever, just the fact that you're a patriot that cares, pick up the phone, call your member, or go to the website and message your member of Congress and, and ask, ask them to, to act on this issue uh, now, right away. It's what I'm doing, too. Like Our, our congressmen has not even co-sponsored, so I'm, I'm about to start putting pressure there.
2: Mm, amen. And I have heard uh, from Senator Gillibrand myself that um, it doesn't seem like much. Okay, I shoot an email off. I shoot a phone call off and leave right. a message. But at the end of the day, those emails and phone calls are tallied. And can you imagine if it wasn't just five phone calls in a day, or it wasn't just five emails, but it was 500, and then that was 1,000, and then that was 1,500. I mean, if right. you, if you look at the math, if everyone listening did that to their congressional representative senator house of representatives whatever if everyone reached out to somebody representing them in dc via phone call or via email the numbers would begin to add up and it would go from a small snowball to an avalanche and that is what we are looking to create for the presumptive benefits for warfighters act and uh you know i'll leave you and just say hey let's get 8261 done son (laughs) (laughs)
7: Yeah, and, you know, one more thing, Phil, uh, that I, I didn't uh, mention is that on the Warfighter 2021 website, there's, the, um, there's a guide that has all the data that anyone would ever have to uh, know about when, when, when setting up meetings with these members, because sometimes, you know, the best thing to do, the best impact is when their own constituents are calling and setting up meetings. Remember, we're under covid so, and so people can't just go to the Capitol, but if you are a veteran or, or, a, or a survivor or a family member <clears throat> and you want to schedule meetings, like Zoom meetings, which are what many veterans are doing, I encourage everyone to go to Warfighter website, download the, the, the guide. Um, it, it's like a legislative guide that has like the science, all the big questions that members of Congress will ask. Uh is download it, email it to them, request a Zoom meeting. Like, you could still walk those halls of Congress, but through Zoom, I don't let the fact that you can't go to the Capitol stop you. Request those meetings, and they need to facilitate them. So, yeah, go to the website, download the guide, request meetings, make phone calls, send emails. Everyone has a different way that they want to approach it. But, again, if you're a veteran or a family member who's been directly impacted the most powerful thing to do is set up that zoom meeting and john and Donna are always willing to hop on that zoom meeting with you guys know that they've been doing it
2: mm amazing again the website is warfighter2021.com warfighter2021.com and uh we are speaking with rosie torres executive director founder and uh just fighter burn pit 360. i can't thank you enough for being on the show
7: thank you folks talk to you soon
1: but damn for those that have fought and defended and served this country them to come home and have to fight against the very government that they volunteered to defend is immoral.
2: Alright, so that does it for this week's show. Thank you for listening. Now, we'd love to hear from you, so follow us on Twitter, at IonVeterans, or you can reach me, at phil briggs vet i'm always down to get your hot takes and spicy memes and i'd love to talk to you every week so please like and subscribe hell even give us a review of the show because the comments and reviews really help us tailor the show to you again i'm phil briggs navy veteran and reporter with connecting vets.com in washington dc and i look forward to talking to you again on another episode of cbs audio's eye on veterans
3: Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.
7: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator